You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here at the XOXO After Dark cast. Uh, Abby and Diana and I are excited to bring you a special quickie, uh, and uh, quickie is ever more uh, appropriate because our guests today are two of the comedic geniuses behind My Dad Wrote a Porno. You may know it from its uh, super popular podcast, and if you haven't already been listening to all of that, you now will be able to have a book to go along with it because, in fact, they have documented it all for us. So please welcome Jamie Morton and James Cooper, two of the uh, creators of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for having us. Hello. <laughs> now, um, help me out first. Which is Jamie and which is James? I'm Jamie, uh, father, um, son of Rocky, not father uh, of Rocky, that'd be weird. <laughs> I'm Jamie, son of Rocky, yeah. Uh, and I'm James, uh, critique of Ro- critic of Rocky, I guess. <laughs> friend Ad- of Jamie, critic of Rocky. Excellent. <laughs> Admirer, Rocky, Rocky yeah. expert. Um, well, exactly. uh, uh, why, can't, why don't you tell us basically just a little bit, I'm sure a ton of people actually are already huge fans of the podcast, but for anyone who is going to discover it through meeting you here, tell us a little bit about how you got started with My Dad Wrote a Porno, and um, what did you imagine the initial reception would be when you started? Yeah, um, so it all started uh, a few years ago now when my dad kind of took me to one side at a family gathering. Um, and told me that he'd started writing a novel, which was um, quite a novel idea for him because he's a retired builder. didn't think he had that in him. Um, but I thought it was great, you know, good way to spend his um, retirement. And he said, look, I'll send you a few of the chapters and let me know what you think. I was like, awesome. Um, so about a month passed, and in my inbox uh, appeared the first few chapters to a book called Belinda Blink. <laughs> now, in my naivety, I kind of assumed that my dad had been writing some sort of, you know, spy thriller or kind of, I don't know, a, a swashbuckling pirate story or something like that. Um, but the first sentence revealed that it was actually pornography. <laughs> um, and a little bit of me died inside, as I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> um, but I did read it, laughed my ass off um, and kind of ran straight to the pub uh, with it in hand to read to my friends two of whom were James and Alice and we kind of just really enjoyed reading it together and kind of dissecting it and working out what my dad was even thinking and what these words meant on this page Um, so we thought we should record it as a podcast and kind of the rest is history really it's great it's great Um, now did you run to the horse and jockey pub was that right (laughs) Was that inspired by your local? Um, oh, do you know what? Probably. <laughs> have I just ruined your local for you now? <laughs> I can never go back. No, no. Um, uh, yes, uh, uh, your dad wrote as Rocky Flintstone. Um, uh, possibly, possibly not his real name. I don't want to judge, but uh, <laughs> and uh, Rocky has. I feel one of his hallmarks is a really. Um, creative and unique, some might say almost uh, cubist uh, understanding of female anatomy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's sometimes very medical, yeah. which is funny <laughs> yeah. when he uses vulva yeah, instead medical, of a tongue. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we always joke that um, it's just kind of a, he thinks like the women's, you know, private area is just kind of a bag of stuff that kind of <laughs> moves around and interchangeable. And yes. uh, you know, he thinks all the like, vulva, vagina, cervix, he thinks they're just synonyms for the same thing. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he doesn't seem to know what is where. And to be fair, it's been a bit of an education to us all because... <laughs> You've kind of learned as we've gone as well. <laughs> right. We all um, uh, have to maybe open your open some Wikipedia diagrams next to Belinda Blank as we <laughs> yeah. read to be like, that's not where I thought that was. <laughs> right. But I could be wrong because he's convincing. <laughs> um, is pomegranate still the watchword for all uh, Dad Read a Porno fans? Yeah, I think that the uh, pomegranate's kind of the my dad wrote a porno kind of emblem <laughs> uh, it's the one thing that unifies the linkers the world over because um that was probably that's probably the first uh time we really realized that dad was a demented genius when he <laughs> described breasts as hanging freely like pomegranate <laughs> yeah. um, and that's kind of yeah become the symbol of this podcast which is great people seem to really love uh there's a line kind of towards the end of book one where he describes uh, a character's nipples as as large as the three-inch rivets that held the whole of the fateful Titanic together. So, <laughs> yes. rivet, rivets has become a bit of a kind of, I don't know, synonymous with the book as well, I think. People love that. And people are always going to the Titanic Museum in Belfast and tweeting us pictures of, uh, oh, get a look at these nipples on the wall, pictures of rivets on the wall and things like that. It's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Someone actually wrote a kind of a fan song called Pomegranates and Rivets. Oh, my. Uh, which is all about the Belinda world, uh, which is brilliant, actually. It's a very well-produced record. I'm sure it's going to go straight to number one the world over. Excellent. Um, maybe not. <laughs> well, with a push from you guys now, I'm sure it's, it's on its way to the top. <laughs> uh, so how has Rocky taken to stardom since you've become such a mega hit? <laughs> Yeah, well, he is a star. I mean, he is one of the most successful um, e-book writers in mm-hmm. history, probably, um, which, you know, he uh, wears with grace and um, a lot of Chardonnay. Uh, he actually loves it, you know. I think to, begin, to begin with, he wasn't really sure what the podcast was going to be, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he heard the first episode, he just thought it was a load of fun. And he's been incredibly supportive. And through the podcast, so many people now know his work and actually love his work, which is the maybe surprising thing. As much as we like <laughs> like to gently rib him, people actually are invested in this world that he's created and these characters. And and um, his writing actually means something to a, lo- a, a lot of people, which which is kind of it's kind of cool, really. Yeah, I think the best part about the book is the author notes where he kind of weighs in on you know why he chose to name people certain things or yeah. What, you know. I, I love I love the author notes, so definitely check that out in the book. Absolutely. So yeah, let's move yeah, to the book for a second. Insight mm-hmm. into what Rocky's thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, so what can fans of your podcast expect from the book if they've already listened to the show? Uh, but you've definitely got new stuff in there for uh, people who are already familiar with it, and yet, of course, it will also be completely enjoyable if someone's just walking in on the book side. 
Well, as you say, there's the author notes, which is kind of Rocky's right to reply, mm -hmm. which is at the end of every chapter. He kind of has a chance to explain why he's written what he's written. <laughs> um, we've also tried to make it a bit, we kind of figure it's something people might read together, I guess, a bit like we do on the podcast. So mm -hmm. we've tried to make it some, you know, there's quizzes, there's discussion points. Mm -hmm. um, there's all sorts of, there's a, we've kind of formalised the rules of the drinking game because we have a drinking game on the podcast. When certain things are mentioned, you take a drink. Um, so there's, there's all sorts in there to kind of help almost like make it into a game and kind of make it something you can you do with your friends, which yep. sounds weird, but you know, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah cause we kind of wanted it to be a bit like um, a spoof study guide, mm. kind of how we envisaged the book, kind of pretending that Belinda Blinked and Rocky was you know, Shakespeare, and, and it was his Hamlet, and this was a book that you would give to, to, to all the school children to, to mm. revise for their exams about it. And so there's, there's kind of, as, as Jane says, there's discussion points, but there's also kind of cultural themes and what this could all mean in the context <laughs> of literature. So it's, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of um, study guide of the world's worst novel ever it's it really is i mean it's it's uh it practically feels like you're reading a, a like a norton edition from when i was in grad school and the footnotes are you're like oh yes absolutely let's let's unpack this rich text and it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah i think it's a perfect book club book worryingly plausible yes <laughs> i feel like there could be dissertations written on this now um, now, uh, oh, I hope so. Yeah, I, I think you know. Well, so you've had three seasons of the podcast, which is just about enough time for the first wave of grad students in sort of culture studies to uh, <laughs> be hitting that it's time to write your diss. So I feel like in another year or two, we should be looking for uh, Belinda Bachelors something. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, well, we had amazing. Mm -hmm. We had an email from a listener who said that. Um, their mum's a university lecturer, and she's used Belinda Blinked as an example of British culture oh. in, uh, in her teaching, which is so worrying. I don't even <laughs> like. Well, no, you guys are tastemakers. The UK ever again. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some point where you're going to be out on your tour, and when you come back, they're going to be like, "I'm sorry, we've had a discussion." And uh, well, we were talking about Jim Sterling, so I was. Yes. Um, Abby and I were chatting on the way over about the maze scene in the first book and the American that shows up. And I was like, I don't know if we should be offended or or what, because it's so funny that he has basically a chode and, <laughs> uh, and is the least polite out of all of her clients, I guess. Like, everyone else is just so polite to her, except for Jim. Goddamn Jim. Uh, now, could that have been well, based that, on any world leaders that we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, from, we're suffering through? <laughs> I mean, do you know what? We we often joke that he is the Trump of this world, but um, mm -hmm. alas, my dad wrote this way before Trump became a thing. So um, I don't think it's a it's an accurate homage. But um, we did uh, address, or at least Rocky addresses in the book, actually, in one of his author notes, why um, Jim Sterling is an American, and he he reveals that initially he was going to make Jim Sterling a French character. Huh. So he thought that the French wouldn't have a good enough sense of humour. So. <laughs> We're still Team Rocky, yeah. so. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and it is one of the things that is kind of charming about the core Belinda Blinked, and um, maybe is a bit of why 
uh, as you said, people are kind of discovering it and and continuing to read them. Is that like Diana says, um, her suitors are are rather charming and courteous and sort of you know, it's it it feels um, kind of oddly tender <laughs> in a way, but it's yeah. it's nice and. I don't know what dates you've been on, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, I, that's interesting. I haven't really thought about that before. I guess yeah, everyone's the thing about the whole book is um, Belinda's kind of. It's um, we've always said it's quite a feminist book. Like the women really take charge, and the, mm-hmm. uh, the women are kind of the strong characters in the book, and the men um, are often quite meek and sometimes mm-hmm. quite pathetic and. Um, <laughs> It's interesting um, what he's done with that. So, um, yeah. Well, we're a bunch yeah. of bossy bitches here at XOXO, so maybe we just like it that way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you have now uh, done your third season of uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno because Rocky's a prolific writer. Um, are there any anything you can? Because season four is coming up next year, right? Is there anything you can hint to about what's going on, or do you even are you? Is Rocky just giving you pages? Is it all done? Do you know what's happening next year yet? Um, it is all done. It's all written. My dad wrote four of the books before we did the first podcast, okay. which was kind of a godsend, really, because oh, wow. we've had all this amazing material <laughs> to wade through without him being too aware of what we're laughing at, which is great. Um, so it is written. However, I haven't read it yet. Oh. Um, uh, I do have it mm-hmm. uh, in my possession, but I haven't opened it yet because um, we like to kind of experience it as live Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that may be a bad idea it's kind of been all right so far so yeah next next year we will open the book and see what see what treasures there are in store for us in the end of the book it's quite exciting really yeah there seems like there's a bit of a sorry Jamie Uh, it seems like there's quite a lot of anticipation for it as well I don't want to ruin it for people who might not have got to the end of series three yet but um, Rocky finally introduces some plot uh, (laughs) taking him taken in three books and there's a bit of a twist at the end of book three um yeah which will, has left people wanting more for book four it seems that everyone wants to read book four right now but unfortunately yeah you have to wait <laughs> that's awesome well it's good to keep them suspense just build those pre-orders it'll all be good um now <laughs> exactly now that you um are authors yourselves uh have you been able to take any lessons from rocky's example when writing your own book or has rocky had tried tried to give you lessons whether you needed them or not? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? I think what we all discovered was that it is way harder to write a book than you initially think. So mm-hmm. I think we had a newfound respect for Dad, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think any advice that my dad would ever give a writer, I think um, the only sensible thing to do would be to do the absolute opposite of whatever he suggests. <laughs> because he isn't uh, renowned for his uh, amazing writing ability. But... Um, he does build incredible worlds, nonetheless, and characters that people really do find indelible. So maybe there's something in his genius that that, uh, that 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 works, but I think it's something that's so unique to him. I don't think he could ever really impart that knowledge onto anybody else. Mm-hmm. Did this inspire you at all to uh, try your own hand at erotica? Let let the tables be turned, or has it simply assured you that you know there be dragons? <laughs> Um, that'd be quite an interesting spin-off, wouldn't it? You, Jamie, writing erotica. <laughs> yep. Using your dad as a critique. It. <laughs> yeah, my son wrote a porno. 
<laughs> yeah, Rocky's right to reply. <laughs> Imagine he'd be vicious. Um, I don't know. I think you know the interesting thing is, is that um, James, Alice, and I have never really read much erotica, so we're kind of critiquing a book that we don't really have um, any business critiquing because we don't really know the world that he's mm-hmm. um, or the or the genre that he's writing in particularly well. So maybe Dad's an amazing erotic writer. <laughs> you know, who, who knows? Uh, maybe he, uh, the joke's on us, and he's actually one of the best guys out there. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to leave the, uh, the the pornography to my dad for the time being, which is obviously a sentence I never thought I'd ever utter <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so, do you guys have any individual? Like, is there one? Um, I guess I'll stick to book one because that's what uh, will, will be coming out here in the states. Uh, one scene or moment that. Um, haunts you to this day or that was the the funniest part for you? For me, it's definitely the Jim Sterling stuff. Like, I, like, Jim Sterling's my favourite character in the whole of the Bill and Blink series. I think he is brilliant. And the journey that he goes on um, is really unexpected and hilarious and grotesque and disgusting and disturbing. Um, but for book one, I think his, his entrance in the maze and the reveal of his, as you say, chose, um, <laughs> is just one of my favourite uh, things in the whole book, I think, definitely. Um, I think mine has to be uh, when uh, Belinda's in the horse and jockey pub with Peter Rouse, oh, yeah. and in the throes of passion, he grabs her cervix. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that still haunts, I mean, it really haunts Alice to this day oh, because yeah. as a woman, I think she was quite offended and baffled. <laughs> um, but for all of us, that was that was the point we kind of questioned whether, you know, Rocky's even ever had sex. And if it weren't for Jamie and his sisters, we, we weren't, wouldn't be ever sure that he'd ever been near a vagina. Right. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, that that still lives with, and particularly because now people just shout cervix at us, and uh, yeah, that that haunts us to this day. <laughs> yeah, that was a um, one of the callouts. I was just re-listening to your. Um, it was the best of season one uh, episode of your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got to that, and indeed, I understand why Alice is still haunted because <laughs> I believe it does call up just a visceral response from. Every woman. And I'm like, well, I guess that was the time when men didn't go into the delivery room. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess we should put out a PSA slash warning that you should be careful when you listen to the podcast to My Dad Wrote Porno or read it. Because a friend of the podcast, Doug, was actually listening to your podcast and was laughing so hard he tripped and fell down the subway stairs and broke his ankle. (gasps) Yes. Yes. And he broke his ankle. He was laughing so hard. (laughs) He couldn't, he just like could not control his body. So it's listen if you dare. Oh, oh, I feel stuck. I'm so sorry. No, no. We are not liable for that. No, of course not. You are not. Please just just tell Doug to get well and he will call that even. I'm sure he'll be so excited. Doug, (laughs) please, please get better. Look after yourself. Get people to wait on you hand and foot. Be like Rocky. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, and I was reading at my desk the other day and like burst out laughing. Um, my my coworkers just kept checking in on me, um, so of course I gave them copies. But it was yeah, it's just be careful if, where you read because you don't want to look like a crazy person <laughs> yeah. laughing out loud. Yeah, we're very you know as many people in big cities, it's a lot of reading on the subway, and you really will look like that crazy person on the car as you're reading this book. <laughs> um, and 
So we advise uh, our listeners to to rush to the store to pick up your copy, but be very mindful of where you're actually reading. Um, yeah, absolutely. Wait till you get home. Safe yes. and sound. Yes. Start reading. <laughs> like all of the best erotica, you know, you want to be in your, your best, safest place. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you guys are coming to the States to do live shows. You're doing a, a live My Dad Wrote a Porno in New York at Town Hall on October 23rd. And unluckily for us, that's already sold out, I understand, but it's a sign of your popularity. And you also have a show in L.A. on October 26th at the Orpheum, right? We do, yeah. We're very, very excited about coming over to see you guys. Um, We've kind of taken the show um, all over the world. We've been to Canada, been to Australia, New Zealand, and obviously shows in the U.K. Um, This is going to be our our first uh, American show, so yeah, we're really excited and it's it's so fun kind of seeing an audience responding to it and seeing kind of people's reactions in the room. It, it's a whole different experience. We've really tried to make it more of a show. So mm-hmm. there's uh, presentations, there's video elements, Ooh. there's audience participation. We, we've tried to make it a real kind of uh, group therapy experience, I guess. But it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Um, how was it doing your first uh, show in front of a live audience? One of the things, we've done some video stuff with some of our romance and erotica authors here and we have some wonderful writers who write dirty dirty stuff and we were doing a video where we wanted them to read the dirtiest parts and they couldn't even stand to read their own work because they were suddenly like this is so filthy we're like but you wrote it uh (laughs) was it more challenging to to read the choicest passages when suddenly you're staring at hundreds of people looking back at you or does that just inspire you further it's certainly surreal. Yeah, it kind of hits me every night afresh that this is what I'm doing with my life now. <laughs> reading my dad's erotica to the world. Mm. Um, but once you kind of get over that, it's actually really nice because there's so much warmth in the room. And, you know, people who come to see our show um, uh, are really, you know, dedicated listeners of the podcast and they really love my dad and they really enjoy the three of us. So actually, it does feel like you're in a room full of friends, which is actually really lovely. Um, because it could be very, very strange, couldn't it? If you just, if, you just, if, if I was just uh, reading in front of you know two thousand complete strangers who'd never heard about this before, that that would be kind of um, a bit traumatising. But luckily, everyone's pretty supportive and kind of helps you get through it. That's uh, they're, 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 they're pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, do you? Um, uh, your your fellow commenter Alice is not on the phone with us, obviously. Do you find that um, the th- it breaks down among the three of you? Is one of you has the eye for grammar or for why is there no plot? Or um, have you found that you fall into particular roles in which critiques you're making? Uh, oh, interesting. Good, good question. I don't know. Um, Alice, Alice is good at the... Uh, well, Alice, it's just good to have Alice there from a purely an, an anatomical perspective <laughs> yeah. just to kind of... Verify what's possible. Um, I've certainly learned learned things along the way. Um, I don't know, really. I guess Alice is very. Alice did an English degree, so she's really hot on the grammar and the the spelling and things like that. She's really good at picking all that up. Um, what do you think, Jamie? I'm mostly drunk, so I don't really <laughs> kind of critique it at all. I just kind of get through it the best I can and cry <laughs> intermittently. Um, I think maybe, James, you're kind of more uh, preoccupied with 
how little things make sense kind of narratively um yeah like there's no plot and things like that and james is a big fan of of all of the crazy names that my dad um names the characters and things so i think james kind of brings that that element to it but yeah i think alice is way more ana- analytical in her critiquing of it well it's important when you're dealing with a classic text to you know really respect the craft indeed Absolutely. The names are some of the uh, most amazing bits of this. Um, Diana, what did you say some of your favorites were? Oh, I loved, Alf- is it Alphonse? Alphonse Sturbacher? <laughs> Alphonse Sturbacher. Alphonse yep, Sturbacher. Yeah, great one. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if, uh, if you guys were going to be in the world of uh, Belinda Blinked, do you have your um, character names all picked out? Is this the no. new version of what's your porn name? Mm-hmm. Well, interestingly, in the book, we actually do that because obviously, um, you know, it's really important if you're going to start reading Mm -hmm. erotica to, you know, to get your 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 nom de porn down. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we we have a little quiz in the book that you can create your own Rocky Flintstone alias by the first. um, Your first name is obviously a. what is it again, James? It's um, oh, I, I it, have it. a superhero or a kind of like an action hero from mm-hmm. the 80s is your first name. Mm-hmm. And your surname is a famous cartoon character. So Rocky from the movie Rocky, Flintstone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine was uh, <laughs> Flash Le Pew, I think <laughs> was mine, uh-huh. which is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I Diana. don't remember mine. Oh. I, mine's uh, Jean-Claude Dasterly. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, you have the cheat sheet, Diana. You have to do mine. When's your birthday month? Uh, December. December. And Gordon. So you're Dread Dastardly. Oh, we're like siblings. <laughs> Dread and Jean-Claude oh. Dastardly. Uh, we're ready. We'll we'll wait for James. Belinda 5. <laughs> you're uh, Cobra Squarepants, James. Oh, oh that is as well. there you excellent. Go. Excellent. That, frankly, sounds like <laughs> Cobra Squarepants could also have a healthy video career, I think, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did, uh, has all of this led you to think about actually writing a non-critiquing critiquing dad's porno book? Is this opening up writing for you, or were you like, oh my gosh, no, it's actually really hard. Let's go back to our regular lives after this will you ever have regular <laughs> lives after this well that's the question exactly <laughs> um i think yeah it's kind of opened up a new chapter in all of our lives no pun intended mm-hmm. uh, and i think maybe we will start writing stuff um i think the, the thing about my dad doing this at you know 60 or however old he was really showed that at any age you can just jump into a completely new challenge and have a go and it's actually okay and if you're good at it then great and if you're not so good at it uh, you can still be successful. <laughs> uh, maybe quality isn't really that important um, in the world of erotica particularly. But yeah, I think I, I would love to do a bit more writing. What about you, James? Yeah, absolutely. And the kind of the opportunities that the podcast has afforded us have been really exciting. Like, we never thought when we started we'd be doing live shows. We certainly didn't think we'd write a book. Mm-hmm. that Rocky would actually be a, not just self-published, but a published author. That, that's mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that shocks my mum to this day. She can't get over it. <laughs> Look what you have uh, created. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, like we're talking about, you know, one day we'd love to make a musical out of this or a film or something <gasps> like that. So yes. who knows? But, yeah, we're we're really excited about kind of where it could go next. Oh, my God. that would. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the musical edition of uh, 
uh, <laughs> Belinda Blink slash. But as long as there are the the commenting narrators, it'll be like our town, but you know, with porn, but on stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be the blurb. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I anyway. Well, let me remind people. Uh, th- my dad wrote a porn. Will be available in the U.S. on uh, September twenty sixth. So uh, people will not have long to wait. Just next week. God, it's already next week. Uh, And so then everybody will be able to have just as much fun uh, as uh, the guys warned warned us, recommended to us. Uh, Do it with your friends. (laughs) Uh, I should probably have rephrased that. Um, uh, But have plenty of wine and plenty of friends, and we guarantee plenty of fun. If you happen to be in the L.A. area, make sure you try and catch the uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno live show at the Orpheum. And no matter where you are, of course, you can listen to the ultra-popular My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast, which uh, has three full seasons all set to go, so it'll keep you busy. That and the book will keep you going until uh, Belinda 4. And uh, James and Jamie, I am so pleased that you were able to take some time to talk with us today. And have a great time on your U.S. trip, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. This has been really fun. Thank you. Well, come back anytime because uh, you know our 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 doors are always open, if not our cervixes. Yeah, awesome. we shall. I'm That's sorry, okay. I should not. I shouldn't have done that. I went too far. It's a little too much. <laughs> There's no such thing. Oh, I appreciate it. All right, and once again, my dad wrote a porno coming uh, September 26th in the U.S. And uh, thanks so much. I will remind all of our listeners to check out XOXOAfterDark.com. And remember that the best conversations happen Happen after after dark. dark.